Hey babe, welcome to the She Factor Podcast, a space where we believe empowered women empower women. We're here to inspire, encourage, and equip you to live your best life and find your purpose. Join me every week as we dish out real life tips and tricks on all things juicy, inspiring, and educational, but of course, never boring. I'm Tori Ganahl, a millennial woman on my own journey to She, and your host of the She Factor Podcast. Grab your favorite cocktail or Starbucks drink and settle in for real, raw, and hilarious conversations as we dive into what makes us as women unstoppable. Before we get started today, I do have a couple housekeeping items, but don't worry, I have some awesome announcements and I promise you're going to want to hear these. First off, if you loved our conversation with Jen Thurman last week and can't wait for part two, make sure you tune in next Tuesday as she leads us in an exercise around the practice and power of gratitude during the holidays. We're also going to have a super powerful conversation about how you can finish your year strong by letting go of expectations. So if you're ready to crush your goals in 2019, you really don't want to miss this. Now let's talk squads. I want to personally invite everyone to our Chicago squad kickoff this week. Not only is this going to be an amazing evening to connect with women from all around Chicago over free drinks, yummy snacks, and really do a deep dive into the sphere folk as we enter the Thanksgiving season, but we have a very, very special guest. So join us this Thursday, November 14th from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Moxie Chicago downtown to be a part of all the excitement. Make sure to RSVP on our Facebook page, and I can't wait to see you all there. Not located in Chicago? Over the last couple months, we've launched squads in Denver and D.C., and we can't wait to start more. So if you're out there and you're craving community, purpose, and growth, and you're looking for your in-real-life girl gang, reach out to Team She through our website to join or start a squad in your city today. All right, let's get started on this week's interview with Shelby, a seriously inspiring photographer out of Utah who turned her side hustle into her full-time job. She's 27 years old and has truly lived out the She Factor method. She took all of her passions for the outdoors, music, photography, having the freedom to live the life she wants, and she made all of those things into a career. I can't wait for you all to hear how she's created a life filled with adventure and creativity and how she found true friends that fueled her passions and supported her dreams along the way. Enjoy. Well, Shelby, thank you so much for joining us on the She Factor podcast. We're super excited to have you. I really just want to talk about your journey of how you became to find passion for photography and um, build your own business. So tell us a little bit more just about yourself and um, how you got started with this business. I have always loved photography. So ever since I um, was little, I used to get my friends together um, and pick out outfits and find locations. And I'd take my little point and shoot camera and just take them to a location that I had previously saw that I thought would look good with what I picked out for them. Um, So we'd just take some photos. I've always been intrigued by like light, the way that light would come in through the trees. And what has grown over time is kind of just For me, couples, it's really seeing the love that they have for each other and being able to capture that. I think that has really gotten me into the wedding industry for it. Totally. And and going off of that, I mean, is there specific types of photography that you see yourself focusing on? Do you just want to focus on weddings or, you know, do you like doing other parts of that as well? 
I definitely like weddings. Um, I want to be able to do more weddings um, in the future that are not only in Utah, but kind of destination weddings. And that's kind of one of my goals. And with that, I I just really love to capture the love that they have with each other. Um, but also, I think a little bit down the road, I want to also incorporate fashion photography. So I love fashion. I love makeup. So being able to combine that with my love for photography would be awesome. So tell me a little bit more about how you started your business with photography and your journey to get to where you are today with that business. So it took a lot. It definitely did. Um, so I I started about five years back. I was working in um, a customer service job and I was just kind of unhappy with where I was in that job. I do feel like I learned a lot. And I think that's a big thing to understand is to that there's going to be stepping stones along the way. For me, it was taking in everything I could, understanding that I was at that job as a stepping stone, but still learning from it. Because now I feel like customer support is a big help when having your own business because that's going to get your clients, you know? So I was at that job and I just felt like this isn't for me. I'm not great at a desk job. I want to be outside. I want to have a little bit more of a say in my day-to-day job. And so I kind of just saw a local photo studio was hiring and I started like actually really getting into it at that point. Um, They taught a lot about photography and the use of your camera. There's a little bit of a training course. And that kind of started me into like, oh, wait, I should do this myself, you know? (laughs) So tell me about how you have grown your customer base and how you've really made your art stand out amongst a really saturated market. So I grew my customer base by just taking photos of friends and family and family friends. I used to charge a very, very discounted rate or I would do it for free. When I did this, I would just really focus on like, okay, how am I going to like pose people to make them look good and learning my own photography style because I feel like you have to have your own photography style to stand out amongst other people. Otherwise, it's just going to be put in the stream of everything else. I, yeah, I would just like get family friends and I, I once did a, like a mini Christmas session and I charged $20 and they just came. And since then it's just like, they've told other people about it. And so I've gotten a clientele that comes every year. So that's really helped me. So I know like this year I'm going to have people from previous years still coming back. And that comes along the lines of the customer services. What I was talking about is um, just giving them a great experience that's different than someone else and having your work stand out different in your editing style, um, being more lifestyle where it's more about the customer and what they want to get from their photos, I feel like has made me stand out amongst other photographers. Definitely. And what challenges have you faced during your time of starting this business? What has kind of driven you to get to where you are today and some of those low moments? So I think a lot of the challenges have been, again, that it is such a saturated market. And um, with having so many photographers in Utah, I got a lot of people telling me that everyone's a photographer. So along the way, they just be like, everyone's a photographer. You know, like it's, 
I'd get a lot of people like not taking it seriously as a job. Like they don't understand that you're making a living off of this. Yeah. Like it's just, they're they're not taking it. It's like, if it's something that you um, enjoy that you're doing, some people are like, think it's not a job, you know, because it's so we got in this idea that a job is something you don't love. Monday comes around. It's like, oh, I have to go back to work. And so when I'm like, I have to work tomorrow or something, I have to make time to edit because this is how I'm getting paid, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm, Definitely. Have you faced because of that, like any financial problems or like issues getting your business up and running? Yes, definitely. Um, So last year I decided that I was going to go very, very part-time at my job. And when I did, I hadn't really set that business plan into motion. So like I ended, my car ended up breaking down some like bills with dental and um, photography all of a sudden got really slow last summer. And so I was stressing, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't get a car because with having my own business, I hadn't been paying taxes on it for two years yet. And so that doesn't count towards the loan. So it was very, this is very eye-opening to take a step back and be like, I need to take this seriously. I need to really put that extra time into making the business side of it work. Whereas before I was kind of, oh, it's fun. I get to be creative. And I think me not taking it as seriously, um, other people didn't see it that way either. Definitely. And off of that too, how do you then to get the point where you have to figure out how to price yourself and price your value for your time and your talent? I think Obviously, that comes from time, but when you're in these lower points of your life and you need the money, how do you get to that point where you're able to price yourself? So I started out um, with, like I said, I did a lot of free sessions or cheap sessions because at that time, I didn't fully understand or I wasn't able to do what I envisioned in my head as what I wanted my photos to look like. I didn't have the ability to do that yet physically. Um, so I I was just charging really cheap just until I got my niche, just until I understood my style of photography. And at that time, I was working also a full-time job. So I was like, you know, just in the process of learning how to do photography more. And once I felt like I had that style, I had the equipment I needed to go more professional, I, I upped my prices. And once I upped my prices, I got my style, I was getting the content I wanted. I was building that clientele. I then thought, okay, this is a business I want as a career. So at this point, I need to figure out what I want to make hourly so that I can survive just on my business. And so then I, I changed my prices again. And once I've built that clientele and once they had received their photos, I'd, I would try to go above and beyond. They were okay to put, pay those higher prices because they valued the work. And so now it's just more of with the equipment I have, with the time I put into it and what I want to make hourly, that's more how I price my services. Awesome. And digging in more to, I love what you said about making the jump from a hobby to a career. So tell me about that jump and how that really impacted you both personally and professionally. So with that jump, I had a, I think a a big thing I had to learn is um, boundaries. So before I was doing it and I wasn't taking it as seriously, I thought, oh, this is a nice extra income, but this is like something I was like, I can really do this. 
I have the passion for it. I'm very determined and I feel like I'm good at it. And so I was like learning to set boundaries is a big thing for me. So when my, my friends or my family are wanting to go do something and I'm like, okay, well, I have this set session I need edited because I told the customers I would have them in two weeks. Um, I gave myself a couple days in advance with this specific session to get it done. And so this is the time I have to put aside to do this. So it's like learning to tell people, no, I can't do that when they don't entirely see it as something you necessarily have to do. They're like, oh, you can do that at another time. It's like, no, I have to put this time aside to focus on getting this editing done because I I made a promise to this customer that I would have their photos to them at this time. And I need to do that to make it a career I want and to have those long lasting customers. Another one on the other side with having the customers and clients, I had to learn to set limitations on when I got back to them or um, talking with customers. I got really overwhelmed at one point when I would be like, okay, they text me or messaged me at 1130 at night. And I'd be like, I have to get back to them right away and get their session figured out, get them scheduled. And I had to like, take a step back and be like, okay, it's okay to get to them the next morning. Like if for some reason they're not going to schedule with you because you get to them the next morning, then that's fine. And you have to accept that because if you're waking up at 630 in the morning and going to bed at 12 at night, you're just going to burn yourself out. And it's just going to become more stressful rather than the passionate career I want. That's a great point. And I completely resonate with that, especially the burnout aspect of it. And I think so many people do as well. I mean, how do you prevent yourself from getting burnt out when you're doing your passion all the time? I mean, I think a lot of us use that as an escape from our professional work or whatever, or school or whatever that might be. So how do you prevent yourself from burning out on your passion and making it work? So I... I decided I would only take a certain amount of sessions a week. Um, And I think what's helped with that is raising prices so that I can still financially be fine, but take limited customers just because if I would, there would be times I'd take like five a week. Um, And this is also when I was working full time. And so, and then I'd tell them like, I would get you your photos at this time or this time and they'd come back and be like, well, I want them in within a week or something like that. So it was just very much like I had to be like, I had to learn that if someone didn't book with me due to my limit or like my boundaries, then that was fine. They didn't have to, they could go somewhere else. Um, so a big thing was with me is like only taking a certain amount of clients a week, giving myself a good leeway to get the photos back to them. And Also, if there was a customer that came to me very, very much from the beginning, trying to get the bigger discounts, wanting more than I offered, um, being okay to say no and move on. Because the more customers I take that are just wanting my my discounts, they're just wanting this, then it just kind of, you know, definitely burns you out because you're just giving so much and receiving not as much in return. Totally. And Do you ever struggle with the people in your life, like your family or your friends, taking up that other time in regards to them asking you to do photos? Like, how do you not have them take advantage of you in that way so that you can make money rather than just giving away free sessions? 
So I, in my family directly, I definitely had to do that. I had to say, okay, I'm, and I get teased a lot actually that I'm the family photographer, but I had to set limitations there with two of my sisters. I told them, Hey, how about if you get on my Instagram and you build my Instagram by interacting with people and working on that, then I'll give you two free sessions a year. Um, And it kind of started out with that. And then also now I kind of use them when I need content. So they're who I go to for that kind of stuff. And I just, if I'm busy, I say no. And they've learned to accept that. I think when I first started, it was very much like, oh, she can just take our pictures whenever. But I had to tell them like, no, or I'll do it with something in return. Um, With friends, a lot of the time, I do charge them. I do have a friend that I trade with a lot where I get my content for my personal account and I edit my own photos. And she she also does photography. So she, we kind of do a swap in that way and she edits her own photos so that I don't necessarily have to put the time into editing her photos. Um, And she will edit her own. I do feel like I find some people that have tried to, I guess, become my friend to try to get like free photos. And that's kind of been hard to like kind of weed those people out. Um, I've had people say they want to hang out with me to get photos. And wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So that's been something it's like, I don't know, you definitely once you have a niche or something like that. It's just like anyone else. Like I feel like if you're a hairstylist um, and you color hair, your friends will be like, well, I'm your friend. So I should get it for free. But it's definitely, I've, I found those friends that are like more on the opposite spectrum that are like telling all their friends and family about me. And I've had, I have one friend that I've gotten like five sessions from doing her photos and she paid me my, my fee because she just valued the work and she's like, I want to see you succeed. And that's been also awesome. That's so awesome. Gotta love friends like that. Support your dreams, support your career. And she factor, that's what we call your SEAL Team Six, your group of friends that keeps you authentic, enjoy your life and really add value to your life. So I absolutely love that. I guess if we're bringing that up, what advice would you have for women just like you who want to get into photography, who want to start their own business? What advice do you give them and especially just how to balance personally and professionally too? So I think if you're wanting to get into photography, a big thing for me would be take your camera everywhere. I don't just take my camera on like when I'm like, okay, I have a session or I'm going to dedicate this time to take photos. Um, I think a lot of times in the industry, you see photographers who are like, I only take photos when I'm getting paid for it or something like that. And I think that's something that might develop later on or whatever. But at the beginning, go ahead, take all those, not necessarily free sessions, but go ahead and take your family and practice on them. Learn to practice how you want the light to look um, and just get your friends together and take their photos because you're going to learn so much from trial and error. You're going to learn what editing style you want, what is your niche. And it's just practice, 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 create, create, create. To like a small business owner, um, I would say to expect to fail. My thing going into it, I, like I said, I, I went one winter and I was just getting session after session. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is great. And then into May, it was like 
all winter long. It was going so well. And then May came around and I had gone, like I said, part-time and it was just like, all of a sudden I had no sessions booking and I was just kind of like, wait, why? Like, why am I not getting sessions? Am I, is my work not good enough? And I was just like, maybe I can't do this. And then, and then I just kind of pushed through. I would kind of get people I knew and do a model calls just so I got that content out there. Cause it's just constantly getting that content so that people are reminded like, Oh my gosh, I wanted to get photos with her. So like seeing that just reminds them to book with you. And, um, I think out of like 10 people who would ask me about photos, there would be only one that was actually serious or would pay my prices and just learning that that's part of the process. And eventually you're going to get to the point where you're having to turn people away because um, I already have a wedding book that day, so I can't take another session. And it's just definitely like learning that you have to learn along the way. Because now I understand that for me, my slow season is July and August. And I, I start picking up again in September until um, May to June. So I, it was kind of different for me because I saw a lot of my photographer friends who were doing so well in July and August. And I was like, why am I not getting these sessions? Um, but then I learned that like a lot of people don't get them through January and February. And I was getting so booked at that time. So it's understanding that you are going to have slow periods and that's okay. You just have to balance it out throughout the year to um, be like, okay, it's going to be slow during this time and knowing that it's going to be slow during those time. And maybe that's the time you can take a break. And so in May and April or like in fall, when it's October and November, I'm crazy busy, but being okay with getting a little bit slow into July and August. And how does social media play into all of this, growing your company, your personal brand? How have you utilized social media to do that? Social media has been a big part. I would say probably my biggest clientele is word of mouth, but the second is Instagram. You know, it's just learning the Instagram algorithm, which we all get a little frustrated with. But um, if I'm putting out content there, I think a big thing with photography is you choose your photographer based on their style. If you're not putting out a lot of photos, it's kind of hard as a customer, I would personally feel. I want to see their style and see a lot of their photos. So I know that when I book with them, I'm going to get that similar look. So if someone's not posting or a lot or like putting a lot of photos out there, then I'm kind of like, oh, like I can't really see a lot of their work. So how am I going to like, I'm not really comfortable booking with them. So that's what I try to do is I try to put a lot of my work out in different ways. Um, I know there's a lot of photographers that have kind of one area they work in. So they're just weddings. They're just a newborn photographer. I kind of do it all. I'm very into it all. I love, I love newborns again, but I, down the road, that will probably change a little bit. But I just feel like getting that content out there is reminding people that you're a photographer and reminding them like, oh my gosh, I needed to get photos of my family. Um, I need a book with her, get that scheduled. Because in the past, I could honestly almost book like a week or so in advance. Right now, it's almost like a month or two. Even so with weddings, it's I now have four scheduled for next year and that's at the busy time. So it's definitely something that reminds people to book with you because everyone's on social media all the time. And so they're always seeing their your work and wanting to book with you that way. Were you well adversed in like all the social media, how to grow your brand, how to grow your following beforehand, or is that something you had to learn and pick up along the way? 
Yeah, I knew I knew nothing about it. At the studio I worked at, I had this this guy that had just got out of high school and he was telling me I needed an Instagram. And I was like, uh, like, I'm good. Like, I don't want another, like, I was like, I have Facebook. This was, you know, years back. And he was like, I'm going to make you an Instagram. So he made me an Instagram and I would like post like the oversaturated photos and the very black vignette things, you know, back in the day that everyone did. I didn't really ever use it. It was like pictures of my food. And then I was just like, so I had no idea what I was doing on it. I didn't know what a hashtag did. I didn't know anything about it. So it's been something that um, I really had to learn along the way. And actually now it's kind of something I do as well with photography because I work with a business to create content. So photos um, and also building their Instagram. So it's now something that I'm also very passionate about, like um, building an Instagram just because that's where um, direct sales are right now. Like um, everyone does Instagram and social media. And so I've done in those like live trainings, social media classes, I've taken a lot of trial and error, trying different things to build that Instagram. So now I'm a lot, a lot better in the social media world. That's awesome. That's definitely something I feel like everyone can get adverse to, to grow their business. It's something that's going to be consistent probably for a long time. So I know you said you did like a couple of trainings and classes. So specifically, can you give us a little bit more in-depth overview of what you had to do to learn that? Like, were there any specific websites that you could recommend people go to or books to read or anything like that? So there was one specific, it's, I think it's the hub stub. So you're, you can get a certified, um, social media. So that teaches you a lot. There's also like just kind of other influencers that like, um, will go on. If you've heard of boss babe. Yes. I actually think I saw an ad for a social media growth training this morning. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I've done that before. Like I just try to take it all in, you know, I just, um, if I see something going on and I'm like, um, and she says this actually in her training, she just says, if there's someone that's at where you want to be, like learn from them. And that's kind of what I've done. So there's just like, I have, I have friends that do well in social media or I, I just, all the social media accounts that I'm like, okay, this is what I want to be, where I want to be. And so I'll learn from them. You know, I YouTube things. I just, I like Pinterest thing and I look into it and I'll try it. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. If it works then that's great. So it's just like literally just doing the research and looking into it, um, getting different sources and then trying out those sources. How much time do you feel like you have to put into the social media on top of the photography? I would say social media is one of my biggest time consumers. Photography editing is also huge, but um, it's social media is a big part of it. So I find that um, with the algorithm, there was times you were supposed to post a couple times a day. I feel like now it's like you really only need to post once, um, always having stories. And so it's just like, I feel like understanding how to get yourself seen is a lot of work. And social media, I find I'm on like, probably throughout the day, like a few hours um, a day. And so it's definitely a big part of it. I also just keeping your up, 
or your website up to date with the latest photos because that's what people reference. Trying to create written content so that people can reference something a little bit more. And then also Facebook. Facebook hasn't been the biggest like source for me. So I kind of just link it with my Instagram. But I've heard people use Pinterest. So I've kind of looked into that lately. Yeah, social media is definitely something that I work on a lot. Yeah, I feel like Pinterest is huge for you know, wedding planning and that aspect of things, like definitely a, a social media tool that goes under the radar, but I've been using it a ton lately as I'm buying a house. So it's been super fun to go on there and look for ideas. And I think that's how people kind of capture what they, what they want in photography or their, you know, their home or even the social media stuff. I've been doing a lot of research on there too. It's, it's actually a really, really helpful tool. Yeah, I've been hearing that too. So I've been trying to get into it a little bit more. I've been adding my photos to it and I didn't even honestly know you could do ads through the business. And yeah, so I've I've just been trying to like get myself out there in every way possible and like really work on the um, sides that I'm seeing a lot of growth in and a lot of income from, you know, the ROI, the return on investment from if I'm putting this much time into Instagram, I want to be making money from it. And so if I'm getting um, sessions booked through that, I'll put a little bit more time through it. Awesome. What are your long-term goals for yourself, both in your business, in your personal life? What kind of legacy do you want to leave? What does that look like for you? So um, a big thing in the photography, I want to expand to outside of Utah. So I have done all my weddings in Utah. The, like kind of the furthest I've traveled with photography is Moab. So still in Utah, but I've just recently gotten um, people like I just got a girl from Minnesota asking me to take her wedding photos. And so I think a big thing for me is to work on travel. I don't, I actually don't travel very often. Um, it was one of my goals this year to travel a little bit more. And so I want to get used to traveling and um, meeting people in different areas so that I can make it something I can do. Right now, it's a little difficult because it's you don't want to tri- pay to go take someone's wedding photos in another state and then like buying a plane ticket, you know, is a few hundred dollars. And so it's like sometimes it like kind of turns that client off to wanting to book with you because they don't want to pay an additional $600 fee to get you out there and then your stay. So I think it's like down the road, I want to find a way to make that a little bit more convenient and also just be traveling in general. So I can be like, oh, I'm going to be in this area if someone needs photos and then kind of building a clientele in different areas. So it's easier for me to get around. Um, So I think that's a big goal for me because just having like clients everywhere would be awesome. And I, I definitely want to travel more. So having that option to travel um, and explore along the way would be awesome. I also want to get into like fashion a little bit more. Like I really like portraits and I like playing with them. And that's been something with my friend that we trade work on. We get to be a little bit more creative. So we get to add props. We get to like do different angles. And I just think down the road, if I could get in with a company that does like fashion or something they want fashion, but also the photos to kind of stand out amongst other ones. Cause that's, that's another thing is with social media. It's just, there's so many brands out there that are like, I need photos to show on social media. So I kind of think getting in with a brand, that's something that I really like as well. And being able to work with them kind of freelance, I would really enjoy. 
my legacy would be to, I would want to leave something that people can realize. Because I feel like for the longest time, I felt stuck. I felt like all I, I had for me was like that nine to five cubicle job. A lot of my friends straight out of high school went to school. I just realized quickly that school, sitting in a classroom setting was not for me. I'm very hands-on. If I am going over math math equations in like class, it's just going to go in one ear and out the other. Like I'm definitely um, more hands-on, more artistic. And I, I thought, I feel like I was in a mindset that that kind of career isn't something that you could actually make a living off of. Um, and you had to work that job that was miserable to pay the bills. And I just was like, I, I don't want this. And so I think when I've worked at these jobs along the way, I'd, I am meeting people along the way that always like talk to me about it. And they'd be like, I think I want to do this. And I'm like, I'm like right there, like cheering them on. on. I'm like, you should, like you can do it. And like all this kind of stuff, just because I feel like if I had a little bit more of that earlier on, I might've not have waited so long to get into it because I, I just had so many people making me feel like it wasn't a career I could have, like being happy in a photographer position wasn't realistic. Um, You had to pay your bills, you had to do all that. And although that's true, you can have that dream and understand that maybe right now you have to work at this job you don't necessarily love, but put in the time for that other job. If you're passionate enough about it, then you can get it. If you're determined, if you're willing to put in that time, then you can get anything you want out of life. And that's something that I've really learned these last couple of years is it's just putting in the time, um, creating connections, people that cheer you along the way and do the same for others because it definitely um, helps you. It helps them. It builds this tribe um, that you were talking about. And it it's definitely something that's achievable. And I want to like leave that behind is that, you know, instead of just being, oh, I have to work to live. It doesn't necessarily have to be like that. You can you can be passionate and you don't have to be so frustrated when Monday comes around and you have to go back to work. You can really enjoy your career. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I've recently, I think I told you this prior, but made the switch just to She Factor full-time and I'm definitely feeling that right now. It's crazy how life is way more exciting when you're doing what you're passionate about and what you love and you don't really realize you're in that slump until you're out of it. Mm-hmm, definitely. So you kind of went into this a little bit, but imagine you're 80 years old, looking at yourself right now. What advice do you think you would give yourself if you had to do it all over again? I think a big thing would be um, not to be so concerned where, where everyone else is at. I think it was like I, I focused so much on where other everyone else was at and like uh, all my friends straight out of high school went to college. Like I feel like a lot of people that I grew up with that were – married and having kids. And I thought, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, Or even people younger than me who already knew what they wanted in life. They wanted this as their career. And I think understanding like that not everyone's on the same field, but I I definitely wish I would have learned at a younger age to not worry so much about where everyone else is at, everyone else's opinion, so that I could have fallen my passion at a younger age. Because I just think of like all the, you know, skills I would have learned, but you know, understanding that that's okay. I I am there now, but I definitely would have gone back to my younger self and been like, hey, like 
don't worry so much about everyone else. You know, just everyone's different than each other. And so if you want it enough, like go out and get it. Like don't think, oh, so-and-so says it's not realistic. It is for you if you want it. Absolutely love that. And I mean, that's what Chief Factor is all about. And our message that we're trying to get across is how can we make those decisions as early 20-year-olds to then shape the rest of our life that will make it happy and passionate and purposeful and do that early on rather than wasting 10 years of life trying to get there because I think that's what a lot of people do. So I absolutely love that. Do you have anything else that you want to share with our listeners or any advice that you want to give them? I mean, this has been absolutely awesome. And I, I think that a lot of what you've said will really resonate with a lot of people. But is there anything else that you really want to pinpoint that you've been through or that has impacted you in finding your purpose? I think it's just learning along the way. Like if you're not where you're at, then how are you going to get there? So I think a lot of, and understanding the stepping stones. um, I say that a lot because I, again, have worked like eight years of customer service and I just, it's, it's a very underrated (laughs) job of it's, it's very hard. It's um, you, it's literally people come to you to complain about their problems. And I just, I remember at one point I was just like, I hate this. I just want to be out of here so bad. And like all this kind of stuff. And then I kind of took a step back and I was like, okay, what can I learn from this? I'd be like, well, I have a great job that I worked at. um, And they would hire someone to come in to give us like what they call um, soft skills. And so I learned a lot from that as well as taking it on at the job. I kind of would, and he would tell us to do this. I would take it in personally and be like, how is this going to help my photography? Everything along the way, you can look at it as I hate this. I want to be out of here. Or you can look at this as like, what can I learn from this to help me in my future career? Understanding like for me, it was like, now that I am where I am, I understand why I got to that place um, because I wasn't quite ready for things yet. I wasn't ready to put in the mental challenges that come with running a business because it's not only it's not always the fun, you know, it's not always creating and taking the photos and getting out there and laughing and playing with the couples. Um, it's the business side of it's kind of hard with um, dealing with the taxes. Like we talked about sitting those limitations. So I would just say, try different things to see what you're passionate about. And once you do work towards that, understand that along the way, there might be hiccups, um, little bumps in the road and places that you don't necessarily want to be in, but um, take all you can and learn from that because that's going to help you in your future career and just move forward and learn all you can um, with where you're at and just keep working on your goal. And something else I want to elaborate on that you said earlier too is the group of people in your life that motivate you and who keep you in check and keep you authentic, what we call our SEAL Team 6. Who is that for you in your life right now? A big group of that is my family, my sister, my mom, like I go over to my mom's house and she's like talking to me about how did that wedding go or when is your next wedding, you know, just constantly excited for me um, and telling me like, I don't know, she just, she'll just constantly be cheering me on um, and excited about my next new project. And then I, my sister, she definitely like when I, last year when I was like, I have no sessions, like I'm stressed about this. Um, she would be like, just keep doing it. You know, you're, you're great at what you do. It's going to have hard times, but you're definitely 
amazing at what you do. So keep going. And I'd always say my family is one of my biggest supporters. I have a few friends too, as well. Um, Some close friends actually from jobs I've had previously. They pay my full prices. They tell all their friends and family about me. And um, that's that's the biggest support they can do is just um, supporting me in that way. And they definitely cheer me on along the way, too, is just like, oh, my gosh, I love your work. You're getting so much better. And just, you know, like personal stuff that keeps me going. So I've built a good support. Um, I feel like it hasn't always been that way. Um, And it's something I think even in business it's made me realize not to settle and not settling in business and then also not settling in my personal life. Absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Shelby. This was awesome. I'm really excited for your message to get out there and really see your business take off. And I think that you have amazing things for your future. Thank you so much. It's been awesome being on here. <laughs> Looking for more than a weekly dose of She Factor? Find us on social media at The She Factor or head to our website, thesheefactor.com keep up to date with all the trends on our blog and daily she email still want more subscribe on our app for access to live events near you special offers from our brand partners and lots of exciting tools to help you launch your life thanks for listening and see you next week